want to turn there or follow along the screen tonight. We are thankful for what God did. What an incredible uh, weekend last weekend with those receiving the Holy Ghost and those being baptized on Sunday. Just excited about what God's doing in their life. And, and so uh, be wonderful to baptize four or five more this Sunday, wouldn't it? See God do some more. Praise God. Philippians 4 and 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray for the lesson. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the peace that passeth understanding. Tonight, Lord, we know that you watch over us and keep us and we can rely on you, God. You are faithful. So tonight, help us, Lord, to open our hearts to your word and receive it in good ground so we can grow, be better, be changed, to be more like you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for his word. Aren't you thankful for the peace of God tonight? Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I want to talk about the peace of God tonight with so many things that are going on in this world and, and even in our own midst, in our own circles, our own families, our own church. Um, there's something that we need to really take advantage of, and that's the peace of God. That peace is, is priceless. It can't be done without. Many times we think about uh, the things we get by serving God and things that we receive once we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and we talk about power and the, the ability to see miracles, signs, and wonders. And, and all that's fantastic. We, there's gifts of the Spirit, you know, discernment and words of wisdom and gifts of faith and miracles and healings. And so we see all those things. And we, sometimes we think maybe that's the best part because there's nothing like watching someone that you love be healed. There's nothing like praying a prayer of faith for somebody and watch them be encouraged or touched or uh, some miracle come through in their life. That's great. But you will have the most miserable life that you have ever experienced if you have no peace. There ain't a miracle around that can replace the peace of God. There ain't... uh, there ain't a message, there ain't a scripture, there ain't a church service that can replace the peace of God that each individual is afforded because they are God's child and they are filled with his spirit. And if there's anything uh, that we need to grab hold of and uh, make use of, it is uh, this peace of God that passes understanding that... Uh, We've, the Bible teaches us, you know, that we pray and seek the, the best gift. I, I was taught that from the time I got in church. You know, well, well what do I do now? And they seek the best gift. I was, what in the world does that mean? You know, I didn't, and so I started looking at gifts of the Spirit. You know, so I'm praying God use me in this, use me in that. But uh, there are gifts that are given to each individual for their life. And peace is surely one of them. The peace of God that passes understanding, all understanding, not just um, some understanding. No, they, nobody else can figure out, can put it in the words, can explain 
why the child of God does not lose his mind in the midst of the storm. How is it that you're so calm and, uh, in the midst of the storm? It's a, it, because it's not peace that the world gives, it's the peace that God gives. It's uh, rooted in the kingdom. Romans 4 and 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness and peace. And I must have gave you the, that's Romans 4 and 17. I wrote it down wrong, sorry. <laughs> well, bless me. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we are always praying that your kingdom come, your will be done. Well, there's something that comes with that kingdom, and it's peace. But I like the listing. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness. Of course it is. We know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's Scripture. That's telling you who's there. But then it tells you what they are afforded, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's why when Paul lists the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22, that um, that peace is one of the qualities, but the fruit of the Spirit or the Holy Ghost is love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. So when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, that comes by faith and belief in Christ. And our righteousness that gets us into the kingdom is by faith in Jesus Christ. So we are born of water and the Spirit to enter into the kingdom. And so it's more than talking in tongues. It's more than chill bumps. It's more than running the aisles. It's more than uh, healing the sick. It's more than raising the dead. It is peace that passeth all understanding. Because you and I will never be effective. We will never be any good if we are falling apart every time something happens. I'm not talking about peace like there's no war going on in the world. I'm talking about peace that God has got everything in control, not just he holds the whole world in his hands. I'm talking about he's got my life in his hands, that I have committed the keeping of my soul unto him as unto a faithful creator, that I know that my steps are ordered of the Lord and that even if I fall, I'm not cast away or utterly cast down, but he's going to reach down to help me up. There's a peace that comes with serving God that sometimes people just don't access. They believe enough to be saved. They believe enough to obey repentance and baptism, and and then God fills them with the Holy Ghost. And and it's nothing more confusing than to watch someone who is born again, filled with this Spirit, lose their mind when the world's going sideways. Why? Where's your peace that passes understanding? Now, he said, the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's going to keep you. It's going to take care of you. This peace comes with serving God. It'll make you stronger. Isaiah 40 8 and 18, the Lord was talking to Israel, his people, and he said, Oh, that you had hearkened to my commandments. I just wish you'd kept my word. He said, If you had, your peace would be like a river. Now, there's not many things 
And, and as the righteousness as the wave of the seas, which righteousness and peace and joy, all that's kingdom of God stuff. But he said, if you loved me, kept my commandments, you would have peace that's like a river. You know what happens when you throw something in the river? It just carries it away. Rivers are strong. Rivers uh, keep moving. Rivers keep going. Rivers, uh, if they get a little bit of water, a little bit of rain from heaven, they get something from God, and they just flood out and cover everything. And he's describing my peace like that, that you're going to have such a peace that when anything uh, goes on, you're just going to keep moving. You're just going to keep going. You're not going to be stagnant. You're not going to stop. You're going to keep moving. You, and, and not just barely creeping by, but force. There's a, you know, they use water, rivers uh, to generate electricity. And they use rivers to, to take uh, product and move things. And, and all, you know, there's all kinds of things that go on with rivers. There's things down in rivers that you can't even see. Man, there's gifts and surprises and blessings in the peace of God that you don't even realize. And if you, and that, well, if there's ever been an argument for living right and keeping his commandments, this would be definitely be one of them because uh, you can have peace like a river. Yeah. Yeah. People say, well, uh, everybody's always talking about live right, live right. Why? So you don't lose your mind every time you turn the news on. So you don't lose your mind every time uh, something goes on at your work or at your school or, or every time. You see them people that, man, they, they have a little backache or something like that. And, oh, that's it. I'm probably dying. Where's your peace? Oh, you know, go outside and, get, and uh, you see people just lose their mind if they walk out and their car's got a flat tire. I mean, they just backflip on the ground and just kicking and flipping and going. It's a flat tire. Yeah, it's just a start. Be probably something else down the road. I, something else I got to pay for. No peace. Just no peace. And I know that sounds kind of silly and funny, but, but people lose it over so many things. But if we would activate that peace of God, access or that peace of God that's in our life and, and realize that there's a peace that came with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to find a place where I can get down and talk in tongues. That does you no good at all if you keep peace boxed up on the shelf. You can't effectively witness, shine a good light if you don't have any peace. And you can tell somebody that don't have peace. They're always looking for some, something else. They, they, they're not content. They're, not, they're always trying to figure out a way out. They're always trying to scheme and do something because they just don't have any peace about right where they are. They can't live the Scripture, be content with such things as you have because they have no peace. And they've forgotten that God uh, is with them all the time, that he's going to be right there doing everything he can to help them. And so he said, now if you would just keep my commandments or you know, you." Of course, that involves loving him. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Then your peace would be like a river. And if just always moving, always flowing, always strong, you know, man, it'll cut new ground sometimes. It'll carve out new ground. That peace can take you places that you never realize. But then he said, there is no peace, saith the Lord, in verse 22, unto the wicked. No peace. I don't want to be Holy Ghost filled and resemble the wicked. I don't want to be a child of God preaching his word, but people compare me to 
people who have no peace. Uh, I, I need to be showing the peace of God. If, hey, if anybody's going to keep their cool when everything's falling apart, it ought to be the children of God. Now, let me, let me say, tell you this. Psalm 4 and 8, the psalmist said, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. People that are overcome by fear will never understand your peace. But having peace does not make you uncaring or unconcerned. You simply have peace. How come you ain't losing your mind? I serve the Lord. (laughs) How come you ain't freaking out? I serve God. I was the Lord over the righteous. You lost your job. How come you ain't jumping out a window? Because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. I've got a peace that passes understanding. But he said, uh, you know, this kind of person will aggravate people in the world, and it will aggravate people and agitate people who have no peace because they think you don't care. I can show it to you in Scripture. Jesus and his disciples in a boat. Jesus said, I'm going to go sleep. You know why? Because he's the prince of peace. Here comes the wind and the rain and the storm and the boat's filled up with water. Do you not care that we are about to perish? And he wakes up, wipes the sleep out of his eyes. Oh, you have a little faith. And he walks out and says, peace be still. Let me tell you something. That boat would never see the bottom of that lake with him in it. I don't care how much water got in it. I don't care if it split in half. Somehow it would still be floating because he ain't going to sink and he ain't going to let them that's riding with him sink. But see, people that don't have peace can't understand your peace. And it makes them frustrated and then makes them think, you just don't care. Well, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to freak out and flip out. And, you know, you, you read in the scripture, people, have, they tear their clothes and throw dust on their head. And uh, I'm not going to run out in the yard and just flip around and go crazy and run into the wall or something. I'm not going to just break something because Peace. Does it, you know, hey, you know what, if I, you know, if I was working and lost a job, what, would it bother me? Well, sure, I, don't, I wouldn't want anybody to lose their job, but it's not the end of the world. Right. Hey, well, I got bills to pay. Okay. Do you still live for the Lord? Do you still trust him? Do you still believe that he'll make a way where there is no way? Do you, I mean, don't you still trust him? Yeah, things might get thin, might get tight, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. That gives me peace. Because I have that already, I have peace in my life. And so when we go back to the the opening scripture, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Now here's the important part. It shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The word keep is fruereho. Mm, Fancy. 
And that word keep means to be a watcher in advance. In other words, it's already there watching for whatever's coming your way so it can just calm you and keep you where you need to be. It means to mount guard as a sentinel, to post, to hem in, to protect, and to guard from loss or injury. The peace of God will keep you from quitting, keep you from walking away, keep you from damaging your walk with him. It'll, it'll take care of you. It'll protect you from loss or injury, but it's already there. It's a watcher in advance. It's guarding you. It's, it's like uh, peace is like posted at the doors of your heart and your mind because it shall keep your heart and mind out of your heart. That's the issues of life. And what God's saying is that, listen, if your heart goes wrong, you go wrong. So I'm going to let a peace of God keep your heart, guard your heart, protect your heart, hem it in, you'll protect it, take care of it if you access it. It's not like uh, the peace of God is not retroactive, it's proactive. There's too many times that uh, we'll, after a situation comes our way, we go, whoo, I just need peace about this. You should already have peace about it because the peace of God is there in advance. It's already there waiting to take care of you. It'll keep your heart. It'll keep your mind. It's going to keep you. It's not like a, a salve or a balm you put on, on a sore after you've been hurt. This will keep you. It doesn't stop the situation. Hey, you can be sad and have peace. You can be grieving and have peace. Yep. That's exactly right. You can be troubled. That's why he said we're troubled on every side. And we're perplexed. And we're all these things. We're, we're cast down. But we're not, there's peace that keeps a child of God going. Because it doesn't matter what you do to me. God is on my side. Because I remember things about him that if God be for me, who shall be against me? And I remember that he is always watching over me and he'll never leave me or forsake me. And, and that instills peace. When people wrote these old hymns like Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, that's like peace. Or these songs, Peace, Peace, Wonderful Peace. Because they realize, this, man, there's something that you get when you come to God. That, that it, it comes with that, but it's just like any other gift or any other thing uh, that comes with the Lord. You've got to access it. That's why he said, ask. It'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened. And, and you've got to access these things that come with the Holy Ghost. These gifts come, but they come with operation and practice and seeking and desiring. And so you can be uh, filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues and, and never, ever access any other gift of the Spirit. And it won't be the Holy Ghost's fault. It'll be up to us. Because now we are born again, born of water, born of the Spirit, and, and filled with that, that dunamis, that power of God, that ability of God. So we need to access it. And peace is something that, that God has. It, it comes uh, with him. So uh, we don't need to, to lose heart and, and lose our mind in troubled times. The peace of God is meant to prevent that. It's a keeper. It keeps your heart, keeps your mind. Got to have it. If you lose your mind, they lock you up. Yeah. Have you lost your mind? 
But when that, there's a peace there, it doesn't mean, you know, you see your, your child going through something, it doesn't mean you're not troubled. But I'm not just going to lose my mind and go crazy and quit God because I've got peace that God's a restorer, that he's a renewer, that he's a reviver, that he's a healer, that he's a savior, that he's a deliverer. He's still all those things, and that should give us peace. You know, I, we... If you trust, if you've got a mechanic that just can do anything, you trust him. When you take your car there, you know what you've got? Peace. Because you know he ain't going to rip you off. He's going to do a good job, and it'll be running right. So when you leave it, you don't go away thinking, oh, man, I hope he fixes it. I hope he don't charge me too much. Because you don't even think about it because you trust him, you believe in him, and you know he'll do a good job because he's proved it over and over again. So no worries about it. Why is that any different with God because we have seen him deliver time and time again. He's been faithful over and over. He's never left us. He's never forsook us. He's always been there. He always comes through. He can't lie. He won't deceive you. He don't cast you out. He don't kick you away. His mercy is new every morning. I mean, he's always there. So then there ought to be a peace that comes along with that, uh, that keeps us. It's there. If you access it, it's already there. Oh, God, give me peace. And he's going, well, I did when I filled you with the Holy Ghost because that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. It comes with the Holy Ghost. It, it comes in the package. But you hadn't opened that, that yet. You're just leaving it on the shelf. And, and uh, you know why? It's, sometimes it's difficult for people because people are emotional. And people feed off their emotions. They love, some people just love to be hyper-emotional. Just Lose it on everything, man. Just, you know, or, I mean, they're excited about great things, man. They go crazy. You know, just, that's the kind of people that jump up and chest bump you and high-five you and bear hug you and stuff like that when something goes on. And they're the kind of people that drive their car into a tree or something when, when their team loses. You know, it's like they're just every, they're on one end to the other. No peace there. Man, you got the peace uh, keep you in the middle of the road. It'll keep you right. Keep you. We can't afford uh, to sacrifice our hearts and minds in this thing because we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind. If you have no peace in your heart, no peace in your mind, how can you love God the way you ought to love Him? Because how can you say I love you, but I just don't believe you're going to come through? <laughs> you can't do that. So I've found that you know. God's word is from the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. His word's forever settled in heaven. It's not going anywhere. So every answer I need for peace can and will be found when I trust his word. That's why I, I just how I've been quoting so many scriptures, because no matter what comes my way, there's scripture. It's true. It's settled. It's for us. The word of God's for us. Uh, we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Does God want you to live without peace? Come on now, you know he don't. He wants you to live with peace. So I can trust his word, and if I trust his word, that means I trust him because the word was God. And so uh, Isaiah said this, very similar. So Old Testament to New Testament, still the same, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Thou will keep him in, there's that word, keep, keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. You're not thinking about God because you 
questioning him. You're not thinking about God because you don't believe in him. You're thinking about God because you trust him. He is on your mind. You, your mind is stayed. It's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not looking for any other solution. My help comes from the Lord that made the heaven and earth. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord that made the heaven and earth. So my, I, my heart is fixed. Uh, I, I'm not going anywhere. Those, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which shall not be removed forever. Uh, so I'm going to trust him. I'm like a green olive tree in the house of the Lord. I'm going to flourish. I'm going to grow. Uh, they that trust in the Lord, they're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And the, the heat's not going to get them. The leaf's not going to fade. They're going to be bearing fruit. Let me tell you, if, when you trust God, there's peace that comes with that. Peace like a river. And so uh, this is what Isaiah, he said, if God will keep you. You don't have to come, oh, let me put a little peace on that. When you are already got your mind on God, when your heart's fixed to serve God and you trust the Lord with all this in you and, and you live for God, you live with peace. I didn't say you live without trouble. I didn't say you live without emotion. I said you live with peace. You can be brokenhearted and still have peace. Yeah, your heart can be broken too, but you can still have peace that God's on the throne and that God's going to take care of you because all things work together for good to them that love God and them that love God keep his commandments. And the Lord said, if you keep my commandments, your peace is like a river. So you see what I'm saying? So I can be brokenhearted, I can be uh, crying, I can be weeping, I can be torn down, but I can still have peace that God is on the throne and his hand is on my life and that he'll still come through. But people that don't have peace, sometimes they take it to an extreme level of escape. They don't have any peace, so they just check out. They take their life. I'm convinced that that's, that's part of it. I know there's a lot of things that go on and people have issues and, and it's a, a terrible situation, but, but I, I believe that one common denominator in people that take their lives, they just have no peace. They can't find an answer. And the, instead of checking in with the peace of God, they just check out. And it's sad. But, and it's sad to see people of God walk away from the house of God because... They have no peace. Things, well, I'm serving God and everything is just going crazy in my life. Man, welcome to living for the Lord. Just welcome to life. He never said we wouldn't have trouble. He never said we wouldn't have problems. He didn't say we wouldn't ever get sick. He didn't say people wouldn't ever hurt you or leave you or lie on you or gossip about you. He never said that. He just said, I'll be there. I won't leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. I'll be there. And so, so Isaiah said, God's going to keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed. That means complete peace. It don't need anything added to it. You ain't got to try to, let me, let me jam up this peace of God with some of my, my stuff. It don't work like that. It's, it's complete and whole and perfect just like it is because your mind is stayed on him. And he trusted that he trusts you in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. So 
God is going to take care of you. If when you, your mind is stayed on God, it means you are leaning upon him. And the Bible tells us not to lean on our own understanding. Right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So the word stayed means to lean upon. So uh, you will keep it in perfect peace whose mind is leaning on you, is trusting you or taking hold of your ways and your thoughts. I know his ways are higher than our ways, but we can learn about his ways through his word, and we can find out about his ways. We can seek him and find him when we seek him with our whole heart, and God can give us peace. that We can access that peace that came with the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden we realize, man, I'm still unemployed, but I ain't worried. You know, I still don't feel good, but I'm not worried. So God's going to keep us in this, keep us in this peace. So it's there when the trouble hits, you will keep him in perfect peace. So I'm already in perfect peace when the trouble comes. Isn't that wonderful? Access and, and trust that peace of God. God wants us to be with him in heaven one day. He, want, he wants to say to you and I as much as we want to hear it, well done, good and faithful servant, but we will never, ever do well without peace. When, you know, the, the story of the talents, five, two, and one, you know, those five men, they're just as confident about what they did, invested. Hey, here's the talent you gave me. Here's five more. Here's the talent you gave me. Here's two more. But that one guy, mm-mm. I know what kind of man you are. I know how you operate, and I wouldn't bury it and hit it. I, I wasn't about to lose it. He didn't have any confidence in the talent that was given to him, and so he buried it. And because he buried it, he was unprofitable. And when you bury this talent that comes from him, when you bury that piece and you don't access it, you become unprofitable because you can't, you can't make any headway when there's no peace, you know what you do when you don't have peace? You just close the door, turn out the lights, hide under the covers, and just waiting for the world to pass by. Wait, just wanting to get. But people that's got peace, they just keep going. How do you keep going? Because I'm confident in God. I trust God, and, and God's going to take care of me. And one day I'm going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. It's, it's not like, you know, the world, uh, you know, peace. Yeah, you know, you, we think about peace. We think about uh hippies and things like that and, and flower child and, and, or bunny rabbits and rainbows and things like that. But it, it, it's peace is powerful. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a river and it's perfect. Yeah. It, it don't need nothing added to it. It don't need to be colored and designed up. It's, and it's just beautiful, just like it is. Perfect peace. Now, perfect peace is not the absence of trouble. I've said this already, but uh, again, it's not the absence of heartache. It's not the absence of fear. What about that? The psalmist said, in what time I am afraid, I will trust in you. I want to access the peace. When I get scared, peace. If I'm in a car spinning around on the ice, heading toward a ditch, might be a little fear going on. But it don't make me forget, I have a little peace that God will keep me. If, if we hit this ditch, I'm going to be okay because God's going to be with me. Car might be tore up. I'll still be here. God's going to take care of me. You know why them boys didn't bow down? 
peace. Well, King, it's like this. We serve God. And whether he delivers us or not, or whether you, he comes through before this fire furnace or not, we're not bowing down. Because either way, we'll be out of your hand. They realize that no matter what situation I go into, I still got God. And so they found themselves cast down into the fire, but then stood up walking around with the Prince of Peace. How come if you woke up in the middle of the night and your whole room was fire all the way around you, what you going to do? Scream? Be frantic, jump up, going all... How in the world can you walk around in the middle of a fiery furnace that was so hot it killed people on the outside? Peace. Instead of running for the door, they had to wait for the king and say, hey, come up, man, come on. This is embarrassing. Come on out of there. You should be burning up and you're just walking around talking to the Lord, you know, come on, get up here. So it was a peace that was there that, yeah, I know you said you're going to throw us in this furnace, but that don't bother us. We're not even careful to answer. You know, we're not going to try to word this. We're just going to tell you plain. We're not bowing because we serve the Lord. They trusted God no matter the outcome. That's why there's a peace. That's why you read about those people that were martyred for the Lord. They went to those places with peace. Now you think, man, that's awful. But if you've ever read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, if you ever read that book, it'll, it'll keep you up. I promise you that, it'll keep you up at night. But they said there would be people that they would tie to a stake. This thing's cutting in and out. They would tie you to, to, them, to a stake, set that fire, and they would be singing while the fire was devouring them that they'd lift their hands and be praising God like it wasn't even hurting them. They wouldn't fight and try not you know, to get away. They knew where they was going. And just went, endured it. The scripture says in Hebrews that they would not even, they wouldn't beg for their lives or take a way out that they might receive a better resurrection. Because they had peace that God was going to take care of them. They said, if this is where we lose our life, if we have to fight these lions and this gets us, or if they take us to the guillotine, or if they burn us, whatever they do. We're not running. We're not backing off. We're not giving up. We're not going to uh, recant what we believe because there's a peace there that I know that no matter what happens, when I open my eyes, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that gives us a peace that keeps us going on. It's perfect peace that, that, uh, that keeps uh, a trust in him, keeps us trusting him, complete trust that I'm going to be okay, I'll be okay. I trust in the Lord. He's going to take care of it. Trust in him keeps us, keeps us going, keeps us serving, keeps us singing, keeps us praying, preaching, living, loving, believing. It'll keep you. And, man, if we need anything in this daytime, we need to be kept by the peace of God, because uh, if, if the scripture is true, and I know it is, evil men and seducers will wax worse. That perilous times are upon us. 
that the Bible says, he that endures until the end shall be saved. You know who's going to endure? The man that's got peace. And people that's got peace, they just hang in there. They just keep going. They just keep trusting in him. And so that peace that is beyond, it passes understanding, and it passes the understanding of other people around us. Job had peace. Job had trouble. He had no lack of trouble and tragedy. He would offer sacrifice for his kids in case they had forgot to do that or had done something wrong, and they were still taken from him. And he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he fell down and he worshiped. His wife watches him worship through all this and says, why don't you curse God and die? She don't understand his peace because she don't understand his relationship with God. She don't understand that uh, when God moved that, that hedge, there was still something already there because the peace of God will keep you. It's there in advance. There was something there that caused him to hold on to his integrity because he had peace that, hey, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He said, even if I can't perceive him, he knows the way that I take, and when he's done, I'll be like gold. He knew that there was a God, and he said, one day I'm going to see him and not another. I'm going to see him for myself. So there was a peace that kept Job. It was there before the trouble ever hit. That's why the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? This ain't even going to be fair because <laughs> you're going to try to hit him with all kinds of things. I'll let you. But I'm telling you, there's something there that me and Job's got, something that I gave him when he started serving me. Because if you keep my commandments, I'll make your peace like a river. Right. If you keep my commandments, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your mind. I'll take care of your heart. But again, it's something you and I have to access. Let me make sure I'm not running over on my time. In Job, Job, actually, in Job 22 and 21, he said, here's some good advice. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with the Lord. You know what it means to get acquainted? Get to know somebody. More than just shaking a hand. Get to know them. Learn about them. Understand them. He said, if you'll acquaint yourself now with him, and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. You just can't go wrong getting closer to God. You can't go wrong learning more about this Prince of Peace, about this King of Kings and this Lord of Lords. I'm telling you, that's where it, there is no shortage of trouble in this world, but there is no shortage of peace either. And if where sin does abound, grace does much more abound, where trouble abounds, let me tell you, his peace does much more abound because that peace is like a river. It just keeps on going, keeps on flooding, keeps on moving. In Psalm 34 and 14, he instructed us there to seek peace and pursue it. And then in Romans 8 and 6, he said, now, if you're carnally minded, if you're, all, you're like your mindset is, is worldly, that's death. But to be spiritually minded... It's life and peace. In other words, you've got to start seeing things through the eyes of that spiritual man that's inside of you. You can't, uh, you're not the same after you're born again. Yeah, you're still flesh and blood. I, we're not translated out of here, but I've said this before. People need to quit saying, well, I'm, I'm only human. No, you're not. 
Because people that are only human quit every day. I'm not only human. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm baptized in his name. I'm washed in his blood. If, if I can say that this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, I'm not only human. Yes, I am human, but I'm not only human. I'm, I'm more than that. I'm, now I'm a child of God. Maybe before him I could say, well, I'm only human. But still, even that's a little slight because I'm still created in his image for I ever knew him. But now that I have known him, tasted and seen that the Lord is good, now that I've been called out of darkness in the marvelous light, now that he's washed all my sins away, come on, somebody. I'm not only human anymore. And so I'm not going to be carnally minded. When I shouldn't be carnally minded when things come my way. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, even the scripture tells us we have no power to restore anybody unless we're spiritual. If you see a brother overtaking the fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one. But see, I, I can't. I have no power to restore them if I'm carnal minded. Car, you know what a carnal minded person will do? Point their faults out, cut them off, laugh at them, make fun of them, disown them. But a spiritual minded person will be always trying to get them back to God. And so uh, that, that's because they're different, and we are different as children of the King, or we ought to be. It should be something just, it's not just like a, you know, well, I got been there, done that, got the t-shirt, you know. Oh, this is who I am now, walking in newness of life. And then what he said, old things are passed away, all things are made new. To be spiritually minded, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So now, in other words, I'm not going to let my mind be carnal and conformed to the thought process of this world. I'm just going to go crazy, lose my mind because I don't have any peace. Instead, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep serving because I've got peace that the God I serve is going to take care of me. He's going to defend me. He's going to watch out for me. He's going to make things all right. God's going to come through for me every time. He'll do it every time. And once I become his, it is, you know, the first I think the first injection of peace you get is when you come out of that water right there because all your sins washed away. And there's a feeling. I don't know, maybe you don't, didn't feel like it. I know what I felt when I come out of the water. I felt like an entirely different person. I knew I was the same. I knew I looked the same. I, you know, I, I didn't change looks. I, I, but I knew that it was more than just my skin getting wet, but the blood of Jesus had washed my soul white. And I knew that something was, was, was different there. And I knew that I w- was not the same anymore. And there was a peace that my sins and these things that had haunted me, was, it was gone. That came with that. And when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, now I knew if he comes back, I'm going. Because if that same spirit that raised Jesus up dwell in you, and the Bible says without the spirit of Christ, you're none of his, but, but with that spirit, so I knew who I belonged to. The spirit, the Bible says it's a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, I have a father. I had a, a peace now that I've got a heavenly father watching over me and taking care of me. And so, uh, man, let me tell you, I, you know, I was looking in my Bible today. One of my Bibles in there and in the front of it, I, I wrote the date that I repented and was baptized. And I went back and added up years ago. I guess I did that and wrote it in there. I forgot about it. 
I lived on this earth 9,125 days without Jesus. I was like, man, that's a lot of days, a lot of minutes, a lot of hours without him. That's a lot of days without peace. But man, since January the 13th, 1993, peace like a river. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not uncaring. I'm not unconcerned. But there's a peace that passes understanding that comes with serving the Lord. You know, when, and Jesus is always trying to make sure we get that. When Jairus came to see him, said, my daughter's sick. Will you come to the house? She's at the point of death. He said, I'll go. Let's go. So they take off. They're walking. Don't you know how good he felt now that Jesus was going with him? I'm sure that he, you know, was he still worried about his daughter? Sure. But, man, there was a, an assurance of peace. But all of a sudden he gets more news. Your daughter's dead. They get about maybe halfway there whatever. Somebody meets him and says, hey, we came to fire you. Your daughter's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. As soon as Jesus hears that, he, he does what peace does. Don't be afraid. Only believe. I'm, all, I'm still right here. I'm, I'm already here. When the bad news came, the peace was already right there beside him. Let's keep walking. And so he walks to the house, raises her from the dead. That's what peace will do. It'll keep you walking. It'll keep you going. If it goes from bad to worse, just keep walking. Because there's peace that there's going to be an answer. There's going to be a good answer. It's going to, all things work together for good. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's a story of a, a woman who, that the prophet had promised her, said, you're going to have a child. She's like, don't be pulling my leg, man. I, 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 I can't take it. Oh, no, you're going to have a child. Well, she did. Well, then one day that child got sick and died. And she said in 2 Kings 4 and 26, run now, I pray thee, to meet her. Well, the prophet saw her coming. She said, you know, put me on this donkey. She said, let's go. Don't slow down. Let's catch. Where are you going? I'm going to find the man of God. You don't even know where he's at. She said, it'll be all right. Took off. When the prophet sees, he sends his service. He said, go ask what's going on. Run, I pray thee, meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And when they ask her all these questions, she says, it is well. Yeah. Well, he's dead. He ain't just sick. He ain't taking a nap. He's dead. Yeah. And she's, there's something inside of her that the only answer I can give you, it, it is well. Right. With the child that she loves so much at home dead, it is well. A search for the man of God showed more than desperation. It showed her trust in the God that Elisha served. She had something already there that kept her heart and mind so she could ultimately say, it is well. Colossians 3 and 15 says, starts out with this, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. That means let it govern and prevail in your heart. Let the, work, the peace of God rule. When things are falling apart, let the peace of God rule. I've never seen it say, let the miracles of God rule. I've never said, heard it say, let tongues rule. But it says, let the peace of God that comes with the Holy Ghost, let the peace of God rule in your heart because out of the heart are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. Make sure that the peace of God is there and that it is ruling in your heart. Because if the peace of God rules, 
you're going to be fine. It's going to keep you. It's going to protect you. It's going to see you through. But when people, people are not at peace, they just start off in any direction. And sometimes it's the wrong direction. But she had peace. She didn't know where that guy was. She just took off. We're going to find him. We're going to go right to him. We're going to ride right to my answer. It's, it, it, it's all right. It's going to be fine. Hey, everything okay? It, everything's well. Really? Yeah, everything's well, but my son's dead. Can you come to the house? Because <laughs> she knew if I can just get the man of God and get in touch that it's going to be fine. And so she, the peace of God was ruling her heart. She didn't come and grab him and shake him and slap him and said, I told you not to. She said, she came and found him. It, it was fine. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. That's why we hide the word in our heart. That's why we live by every word. We keep living because of the peace that keeps us, and then we trust God in every situation. Oh, I'm thankful for the peace of God tonight. You know, one of the most tragic things, this lady, you know, she experienced the loss of a loved one. When we, if we, if we lose a loved one, it's, it's very hard on us emotionally. We're human. We love people, and, we, and it's hard. We go through all kinds of emotions, grief, sorrow, anger, confusion. That's part of it. But when we trust God, we still have peace in the presence of all these emotions. When someone you love that you know they've served God and they're in their last hours on this earth, if you ever went to visit them and see them, and they look at you and say, it's okay, I'm ready. They know that life is leaving their body, and yet they're peaceful about it. It's usually the people in the room that don't have no peace. They're upset. They're emotional. But when you know they're going to heaven, and after things calm down, your emotions kind of reside a little bit, you're like, yeah, it's sad. It's sorrowful. It, it hurts. But I know where they are, and that gives me peace. I know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I know that's what they ultimately want to do is be with the Lord. So they've gained their reward and that brings a peace. And that's why when that peace of God is there, we face that tragedy. Yes, we're still, we're not uncaring, unconcerned. We're still going to weep. Our heart's going to break. We're going to miss people. But there's still a peace there because I know that they're where they want to be. I know that they're with the Lord and that's what they've always wanted all along. Our heart is guarded. Our mind is protected. It's there before. We've, we would have to have that peace because that's such a hard thing to get over. First Thessalonians 4 and 13, Paul wrote to the church, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, so that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Because... If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. In other words, we are given this promise of hope beforehand so we can have peace and not sorrow without hope. He didn't say you wouldn't be sad. He said, I don't want you to be sad like those people who have no hope. He knows you're going to be sad. Sure you are. He knows that. He knows that it's heartbreaking. Sometimes, uh, and, and, but he, he also knows, but if you believe that I'm going to bring them back out of that grave and I'm going to catch them up in the air and they're going to be with me forever, there ought to be a peace there that calms you and comforts you. And so we have to trust 
and lean on the Lord and believe that all things work for our good. And that gives us the peace that passes understanding and keeps us. It keeps us from walking away, throwing in the towels, jumping off the ledge, whatever you want to call it. It keeps us going on. I'm on my last page. Don't worry. Eight o'clock on the dot, so we're going to finish right here. John chapter 14 and verse 26 through 29. He says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, that the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And he said, Peace I leave with you. Before I ever get out of here, before I ever go, before any of you get sad at watching me be crucified, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth you, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said, you have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before. In other words, I've already put this here I've told you before, it comes to pass, so when it is come to pass, you will believe. Jesus was telling these people that he walked with and he loved them so much. He said, I'm, I'm letting you know now so that when it comes, it won't knock you off the path. It won't knock you down. It'll keep you. It'll take care of you. In John 16 and 33, he said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm telling you this already so that when it comes, you'll have peace. You can stand with me. We have Jesus, and so we have peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Ephesians 2 and 14 says this, that he is our peace. And so you start thinking about that. He is our peace. He's the I am. When you serve the I am, you have the peace of God. We say that he's, he's the I am because he, he's everything that we need. He's I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your savior. I am your comforter. Okay, he's all that. And he's my peace. That means I have peace in healing, peace in deliverance, peace in my savior, peace in the comforter. He said all power in heaven and earth is given to me and he's my peace. Peace is powerful, and it transcends heaven and earth. No matter where you are, what you're facing, whatever's coming your way, peace. And he is the Prince of Peace. Aren't you thankful for the peace of God? Oh, listen, I know that we face all kinds of things. This world it can be uncertain, but there's something about that Savior. Oh, what a Savior. And oh, what a great God we serve. What a mighty God we serve that watches over us and keeps us. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Well, that gives me peace. And I may not be able to perceive him, but this thing I know, Job said, he knows the way that I take. Always watch me and that gives me peace. The whole Psalm 23, the relationship between that that sheep and that shepherd. It's all about peace. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. 
mean, everything he says, he restoreth my soul. He, he, you know, yea, that I, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, or I have peace knowing that you're watching over me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I mean, he's just on and on and on. Everything is, yeah, I'll just stay with you because this is the most peaceful life that I could ever imagine. I'm protected, I'm fed, I'm blessed, I'm watched over. That's peace, man. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord for tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're waiting for, what's coming your way. I don't know what you might wake up to tomorrow. But I do know the Prince of Peace. And I know that if you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you, that there's a peace already there that's on guard. It was sent in advance to protect you and watch over you and keep you. Hallelujah. When we say, hey, it's going to be all right, that's not just trying to brush it off and, and sit. It's because we believe it's going to be all right. We have peace. I don't have to know how it's going to work out to know that I've got peace. Sweep over my soul. Oh, we praise you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's worship for just another moment. Honey, sing a line of that right there. Let's just worship the Lord. Thank you for that peace. let that peace go unaccessed sometimes trials last a little longer than others but you can still have peace sometimes frustration and and that waiting can can cause so much distress but when you know that God is going to take care of you God will make a way God will provide and he shall provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. God's going to come through. If you're praying and it hadn't come yet, that don't mean it ain't coming. It just hadn't come yet. God's going to make a way. Amen. Give him a hand clap and a shout tonight. What a great God. I'm thankful. Thankful for his peace. Praise God. Ladies, don't forget your Bible study tomorrow night. 7 o'clock, 7.30, 7, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It's going to be great. I know you all have a great time. And so pray for those that are sick. God's going to take care of them. And the Lord willing, we'll be here Sunday ready 
for another great service in the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a great night.